Hello again, welcome to the second of my podcasts. Um, this is Magic and Fantasy Worlds, um, second podcast. And if you haven't listened to the first one already, probably best to go back and do that. That's chapter one of my new book, The Forest of the Dream Beast. This is chapter two. So if you listen to it out of order, you might get a little bit confused. So I'm going to stop talking now, get straight into the book itself. Chapter two, A Mistake at the Depot. On the day before Elsie's birthday, Mrs. Topple was trying to encourage Elsie to brush her teeth at around nine o'clock when there was a knock at the door. Mr. Topple lifted himself from the sofa with a groan. His back was hurting him again. As he reached the front door, he wondered who it could be calling at that time of night. It was already dark outside. When he opened the door, he was confronted with a short woman of around 40 years old. She looked in a dreadful state of stress and had clearly been crying. "'Oh, Mr. Topple!' she cried. Mr. Topple was confused, as he didn't recognise her, but she clearly recognised him. "'My dear lady,' Mr. Topple replied, "'do I know you?' "'Not yet, Mr. Topple,' she said. "'I am Mrs. Ursula Gedridge, and I'm afraid that there's been the most dreadful mistake.' "'Really? What kind of mistake?' "'A delivery error,' said Mrs. Gedridge, with a sniff. "'It's dreadful!' "'Surely it can't be that bad. I'm sure we can sort this out,' Mr. Topple said in a soothing voice. "'What kind of delivery error?' He had been tempted to ask her in for a cup of tea. But she was in such a state, he couldn't be certain she was sane. And he didn't want someone to come in if they were going to upset Elsie or Mrs. Topple. "'You have my package, Mr. Topple. I need that package most desperately.' "'What package?' Mr. Topple asked. He had nearly entirely forgotten the delivery he had had for Elsie's birthday the following day. "'Oh, Mr. Topple,' Mrs. Gedridge said with another big sniff. "'The gift, Mr. Topple, the gift!' "'Oh, right,' Mr. Topple said. He was obviously disappointed. It was the only thing he had bought Elsie, and wasn't even sure what it was. Now it seemed that he had no option but to give it up. He wanted to ask what it was, but this would have put him in a very poor position to negotiate, so instead asked a better question. "'Why do you want it so badly?' "'I'm sure I want it too,' he said. "'Not for me, I admit. It's for my daughter.' He wanted to be clear on that, just in case it was something that would not be appropriate for a grown man to have purchased for himself. "'It's for my daughter, Mr Topple. She needs it so badly. I fear it would be quite terrible if she didn't have it. I I ordered it for her.' and it must be with her tonight. It simply must. I have left her at home as it... No, let's try that again. (laughs) I have left her at home as it is, and she needs it, said Mrs Gedridge. Well, I understand your position, but I need it for tomorrow morning, Mr Topple said. It's my daughter's birthday tomorrow, you see, and it's the only thing she's ever wanted, he lied. Elsie had never asked for anything. But... If she had, Mr. Topple supposed she'd she'd probably have wanted a pony. "'You don't understand,' Mrs. Gedridge said. "'Oh, no, I don't think you understand, Mrs. Gedridge,' Mr. Topple said. "'It's the only thing she wants, the only thing she has ever asked for, and the only thing that I got her. What have you got to trade for it?' "'Trade?' said the woman. "'I... I... I don't have anything to trade.' "'Well, then, we have nothing more to say to one another,' said Mr. Topple curtly. "'Good night.' Mr. Topple then closed the door with a short snap 
and Mrs. Gedridge simply stood on the doorstep, unsure what else to do. Mr. Topple felt rather bad for leaving the lady stood on the doorstep, but as she had nothing to offer him in exchange for whatever it was that was in the box, he thought it very impertinent of her to demand that he hand it over in exchange for, well, nothing whatsoever. He was just as desperate as she was, wasn't he? He was just starting to question his decision when she started crying loudly and banging on the door. She sounded distraught. Mr. Topple, please! she shouted. Mr. Topple was annoyed now. Go away! he shouted back, but Mrs. Gedrish refused. She kept banging as loud as she could, as loud as ever, on the wooden front door. Mr. Topple! Mr. Topple! she yelled. I'll call the police! Mr. Topple bellowed back. What's all the racket, Jim? I'm trying to get Elsie to bed! Mrs. Topple shouted from the top of the stairs. I'm not tired, I'm having a late night! Elsie screamed. No, you're not! Mrs. Topple shouted. Yes, I am! Elsie screamed back from the top of the bathroom, from the bathroom, through a mouthful of toothpaste suds. There's a loony on the doorstep, said Mr. Topple. With that, a scream issued from outside the door, like someone was being torn in half. Mr. Topple wondered if Mrs. Gedridge had heard him call her a loony, and went berserk. There was one final thud on the door, and all went quiet. Mr. Topple went to the door and looked through the spy hole. The doorstep was clear. All was calm again, and Mrs. Gedridge was gone. Thank goodness. What a very odd week he was having, thought Mr. Topple and he slumped back onto the sofa to finish his cup of hot milk before climbing the stairs and completing his own bedtime routine. Fairly short chapter, that one. It was called A Mistake at the Depot. This is the second chapter of my new book, The Forest of the Dream Beast, um, and I'll be uploading them in order so that hopefully you'll have a bit of a sort of free audio book to listen to. Um, please do let me know what you think. I would really appreciate your feedback. Thanks. Bye-bye.